0: This morning, by the grace of God, as we have heard this said by our pastor, we are trusting God as a church, that looking at the enormity of the work that God has given to us as his church, and looking at what the enemy is doing to ensure that we do not fulfill the purpose of God, and knowing that the coming of our Lord Jesus is far-approaching, We consider it necessary to go back to the basic. To see how the Lord commanded us to go about fulfilling his mandate. But before then, we need first and foremost to understand what is the mandate? What is the mission that God has given to the church? I want to thank God that the Bible is very clear as to what the mission of God is for his church. And the same God that gave the mission to the church also gave the strategy to accomplish it. The deviation from the strategy which God gave to fulfill our mission, which, I mean, his mission, which he gave to us, is what has accounted for the slow pace of the work. But we feel that at a time such as this, we cannot continue to walk slowly why the kingdom of darkness is advancing on daily basis aggressively. The devil is advancing his own kingdom aggressively every day, but the church is getting weak and weaker every day. We are trusting God that the Lord will cause a revival in the entire body of Christ beginning from Ekoi Baptist Church in the mighty name of Jesus. So this morning, the topic we are looking at is God's mission for his church. God's mission for his church. And we have decided to look at it right from the beginning. The beginning of the creation of man and the beginning of the creation of the church. What was the mission that was given to man? What was the mission that God gave to the church? When you look at it this day, you discover that aircraft and buses they are becoming more comfortable and more luxurious, such that there are several things we can do while on board. You know while on board now, we can continue to, do, to run your office, you can continue to send email, you, you can watch movies, you can do a lot of things. But you discover that as much of things that we can do to enjoy ourselves while on board these major means of transportation it is obvious that they have never lost the purpose for which they have been established. And what was their purpose? To carry people from one destination to another. No matter how comfortable you may be on board, the moment you get your destination what happen, you go to a light and you have to go to where you are going. They can't keep you any longer the moment they have taken you to your destination. So likewise, we discover that today, The church has been made so fashionable to accommodate so many activities, so many programs, so many events. But unlike the pilots or drivers of buses and planes, the church and our leadership, they have been so much overwhelmed by those fashionable things the church has given ultimate priority to at the neglect of the purpose of God for creating his church. It is very clear that when you look at what the church is doing and when you look at the perspective of God for his church, there is a great conflict. When God will say, when Jesus Christ will say, go therefore, the church will say, stay therefore. So there is a serious omission of the great commission today. So before we go on to attempt to discuss on the mission of God for creating his church I think it is very very necessary for us to first and foremost dispel some of the misconceptions about the church and our missions brethren the church is not a place but a people the church is not an organization but an organism The church is not an institution, but a body. The church, as we see, is not this building. But the church is a household. Household of a people that have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And have pledged their allegiance to follow and obey the Lord's command. That is the church the assembly of the people redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The people who have committed themselves, who have pledged their allegiance to obey the Lord's command. Anything short of that is not a church. What then is the Lord's command to his church? The first place where the church was mentioned in the New Testament It was from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ himself in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And when the Lord was talking about the church, clearly he assigned the church the mission for which he is establishing the church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. You can notice from the statement of our Lord Jesus that the church is not the heritage of anybody. The church is not the property of any selected group of people. The church belongs to Jesus and is committed to building his church. is committed to supporting his church, to fortifying his church, to fulfill the mission for which he has created it. What was the mission? From his statement, we can discover clearly what the mission of the church is. He said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail over it. The people that were present on that day, they understood it better than us. Why? Because where Jesus Christ took them to, Caesarea Philippi, that particular location where Jesus Christ gathered his disciples, and he was asking them, whom do people think I am? Was actually called Gates of Hell because it was a shrine of a notable girl, one of the gods of the Greeks. And that place is the place where they worship this idol. And they call that place Gate of Hell. And one of the reasons is that. It is not only that particular deity that is worshipped. There are others, other other shrines around that place because of the fertility of the soil there. Of, because of the abundance of water in that area. So Jesus Christ, you can see that he created the church to be on the offensive. He knew the purpose. He knew why he came into the world is to dispel darkness from the world. So, the, the commission that God gave to the church, when he was speaking to his disciples in Mark 16, he said, go into the world. I want you to mark the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say, go over the world. He didn't say, go around the world. He said, go into the world. Go into the world. What is the meaning of into? It means to, go, I mean, inside of. Into within, to the interior or inner parts, to the middle or midst, so as to be surrounded by. Say, go into the world. Why the world? Why is the church commissioned into the world? Before we answer that question, we need to understand the the word as used by our Lord Jesus Christ. When he says, go into the world, What what is the world that Jesus Christ is talking about? There are three classifications of the world. I want to speak to you this morning. The first classification is geographical world. And when we talk about geographical world, we are talking about every visible geographical location. As of today, there are about 195 countries in the world with total population of about 7.4 billion people. We have 54 of these countries in Africa, 48 in Asia, 44 in Europe, 33 in Latin America and the Caribbean, 14 in Oceania, and 2 in North America. So he said, go into the world. Go into all the continents of the world. Go into all the 195 countries of the world. Go into the midst of over 7 billion people of the world. And of course, we have the Shoshia world. The social world, the world of the migrants, the world of the prostitutes, the world of the area boys, the world of the artisans, the world of the professionals, the world of the businessmen and women, the world of the children, the world of the students, the world of youths, the world of the internally displaced people, the world of social media, the world of entertainment. You discover that all these words that we have mentioned and many more. Darkness is taking over every day and every day. For instance, look at the world of students. Gone are the days that our universities used to be the recruitment grant for raising soldiers of the cross. Most of the notable men of God we have in Nigeria today, they got confronted while they were on campus. They received the call of God into gospel ministry while on campus. But today, our, our campuses have become the recruiting ground for Satan. Look at the world of social media. So many things people are using social media to do today. Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, Twitter, and, and all have you. Look at the mass media. The Afro, The devil is using all of these mediums to do today. And God is saying, church, go into the world. Somebody will say, "Huh?" Maybe we'll say that we cannot just stand aloof. We have to participate. It is actually not exactly the way you are thinking that Jesus Christ is thinking. When he says, go into the world, he's not asking you to go and be conformed with the world. His desire is that as we go into the world, we will transform the world of, the, uh, the world of music the word of entertainment, that it will no longer be used for what is being used for today. You, you know that today, the word of entertainment is being used by the devil to destroy the lives of many of our children. Teenagers, children, youths are being destroyed. You know today, many of our youth don't even know what the, what the future holds for them. Only that they, they think that life is only about entertainment. Life is only about wearing all kinds of whatever. Jesus Christ said we should go. And of course we have the religious word. There is the word of religion. The word of the, the, the word of Islam. The word of Islam. The word of Buddhists. Of the Hindus. Of Fodo, Traditional worship. And of course Christian religion. There are several religions that have come out of, of, of Christianity today. Jehovah Witnesses. Christian Science. kanker. The Church of uh, Latter, Latter-day Saints. You know, if care is not taken, when you see the building of the Church of Latter-day Saints, you will think they are a correct church. You may be tempted to go and worship there. They are actually not a church. They are a Christian religion. And of course, the word of Catholicism. These are the lost sheep of Israel. So when God says, go into the world, please let, let me quickly tell us, I mean, show us a very shocking revelation of Islamic agenda. Why we cannot continue to sit down? Why we must arise and go into the world, into the world of religion, into the world of, of, of geography, and into the world of social of, of, of a, a social world. Listen to this: say Islam is growing more rapidly than any other religion in the world. By the year 2050, Islam will nearly equal Christianity. By 2050. Before eclipsing it around 2017. If current trends continue, the main reason Muslim are growing not only in number, but in share in sheer worldwide is because of where they live. There was a man called a man called Alan Koopman. he's the peace director of religion research. He says Muslim populations are concentrated in some of the fastest-growing parts of the world. As of 2010, Christianity was by far the world's largest religion with an estimated number of 10, 2.2 billion adherents, nearly a third, 31% of all the 6.9 billion people on earth then. Islam was second, with 1.6 billion adherents of 23% of the global population. Those numbers are predicted to shift in the coming decades, as the world's population rises to 9.3 billion by the middle of this century. In that time, Islam is projected to grow by 73%, while Christianity will grow by 35%, resulting in 2.8 billion Muslims and 2.9 billion Christians worldwide. The report says that by the year 2050, in the U.S., Christianity will decline to claim two-thirds of the population, Instead of the more than three quarters who claim the religion in 2010, Islam will supplant Judaism and the second most popular religion in the U.S. That's by the year 2050. India will displace Indonesia as the home of the world's largest Muslim population, even as the country retains its Hindu majority. In addition, four out of every ten Christians in the world will live in sub-Saharan Africa. Africa. In addition to presenting raw numbers and projections, these people said, the demographic trends that are fueling the changes, one factor is the wide range of fertility rates, with only Christians and Muslims currently higher than the world average fertility rate of 2.5. Do you see the agenda of Islam? And the necessity for us to go. When God says, go into the world, why did He ask us to go into the world? From the passages of the scripture that we read, beginning from Genesis chapter 1, you saw that when God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, everything was in order in verse 1. And when you look at it, when we said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, what do you see? There was a full stop, meaning that everything had been concluded, everything had been completed, everything was made to be good. But suddenly in verse 2, the Bible says, and darkness. Cover the whole earth. And of course, when we look at Romans chapter 8, 19 to 22. Romans chapter 8, 19 to 22. We are looking at the necessity for going into the world. The necessity for going into the world. Romans 8, 19 22. He said, for the en- entire creation has been subjected to what? Futility and frustration. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly wait for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The present world, the world of social media, the world of religion the geographical world has been subjected to futility is awaiting your manifestation is awaiting the manifestation of the church the whole world is covered with darkness because this devil was cast into the world and he came with a great fury destroying everywhere you saw what happened in, in france just this yesterday you see what, you see what happened in turkey you see what is happening in nigeria this is how it will continue except we arise to checkmate the devil. And what did God do? In first he says, let there be light. And immediately there was what? There was light. It was at the appearance of the light that God now began to do all he, he wants to do. Except the church arises. Except you and I rise up to go. Darkness will continue to take over the world. It says, let there be light and there was light. I hope you know that the light we are talking about is not the light of the sunlight. It's not the light of the moon because it was later in verse 14. Both sunlight and the moonlight were created. We are talking about about our Lord Jesus Christ because in John chapter 1, we saw again another, another, John chapter 1 from verses 1 to 3, we saw another story of the beginning. that The light that manifested then was our lord jesus christ and He shines in the darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it it takes a a christian to arise in a locality it takes a christian to arise in an institution for peace to return into that place it takes the church of god to arise in the nation before there will be peace there is nothing any political party can do only the church has the solution to the problem of the world and the Bible says, after the light has come and God has done all he could do in verse 26. Now said, then God created man. He said, let us make man in our own image. And he gave him authority, he gave him dominion. Not only that, in verse 28, he gave him the strategy for subduing the heart. He said, Be fruitful and multiply. Make disciples, reproduce yourself, the, your, your own kind. It it will take only your own kind that you have produced to fill the heart for darkness, not to take over the heart. So, we can see that how God intend for His church to fulfill a mission in the world is to arise. In that Romans eighteen nineteen, uh, that's Romans eight nineteen it said he said the entire creation is waiting. For the manifestation of the sons of God. What God is looking for us is to arise and manifest. To manifest the glory. To manifest the knowledge. To spread the aroma of his knowledge that we have received everywhere. Except we do that. The world will continue to be in trouble. The Avengers will continue to increase. The Boko Haram will continue to increase. The ISIS will continue to increase. The Arcadia will continue to increase. Wickedness will continue to multiply. There will there will always be economic recession except the church arises. It says then is in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. You see there that it is by manifestation, by shining the light of the glory of the Lord that we are to do our work. Say, go into the world, not stay where you are, go into the world, into the geographical world. Now, when you look at the, the enormity of the assignment, compared to the number of the church, you will see that there is a great difference. The work is more than us. Say, go into the world. How could a man be speaking to about 120 people and say, go into the world? He believes in us because there is a strategy. And what was the strategy? In Ezekiel 22, verse 30, he said, I look for a man, just a man that will make up the edge, that will stand in the gap. He said, once I see a man, he I will not destroy the land. In Isaiah 6, 8, Isaiah said, then I hear the voice of the Lord calling, whom shall I send? And I said, here am I. When we look at the strategy of our Lord Jesus Christ, in Luke chapter 10, from verses 1 to 2, when he appointed 70, he sent them out into the world but he never allowed them to go the same direction. He divided them two by two. He said, go. Don't face one direction. You see, for this number of years, the men, the entire men of EquiBaptist Baptist Church, we have been focusing on Euregi. And I tell you, if you get to Euregi today, you will see a lot of things that we have not done. And the entire WMU have been focusing on Euregi. On, on We've been focusing one direction. God, Jesus Christ said, by doing that, we will not cover the land till he comes. And except we cover the land, he will not come. Can you imagine if we delay the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? What this world will turn into. That is another reason why we must go. So by the grace of God, we are trusting God that everyone in this church will be part of this missionary task now. Because everybody that comes to this church regularly, everyone that has become a full member of this church belongs to either MMU or WMU. So, all the organizations, all the various units of these two major organizations in our church will be as, will be, will, will, will divide ourselves. We will, will share this work among ourselves. And by the grace of God, we trust God that we shall cover the whole land. But this morning, God is saying, I look for a man. A man that will go into banking industry. I look for a man that will go into engineering. I look for a man that will go among the students. I look for a man that will go among the civil servants. I look for a man that I can send into politics, the world of politics. I look for a man that I can send into the world of social media. Who will make an edge for me that I will not destroy the land? I look for a man who is here this morning to do like I said. did. He said, then I hear the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And I said, here am I. Send me. Do you want to answer like I said this morning? Will you bow your head and let's pray. God is looking for just a man. And we said that except we manifest darkness we continue to prevail. Only one Daniel changed the entire story of Babylon. Only one Joseph was used by God to save Egypt and the rest of the world in his time. This is your time to be used by God. We have different worlds that we can go into. Don't let God hear you say there is no way I can, I can go. There, there are a lot of places you can go. I don't know what God has spoken to you this morning. I don't know how God has touched this morning about the word of our calling. He said, go into. Where do you want to go this morning? Are you prepared to go? Are you ready to go? Except we go, the land will remain in bondage. If you are here this morning and you are responding, say, Lord, like Isaiah, here am I. Send me. Send me into my place of work. I will go and stand for you there. Send me into banking. I will, say, I will go for you there. Send me into the world of, uh, of students. I will go. Will you raise up your hand as we pray together? You are making a commitment to go. You don't want to stay again. You want to go. You want to shine. And the Lord has given you all that it it takes. The Lord has given you all that it takes. You want to respond. Say, Lord, here am I. I will no longer keep quiet. I will shine. I will arise. I will speak for righteousness. I will make up the edge for you. On on my account, Lord, my company will not go down. I will do the needful. I now know that it takes my presence everywhere for peace to reign. Lord, I am I'm rising to education. Will you raise up your hand as we pray? Raise up your hand as we pray. God bless you. Raise up your hand as we pray. Say, go into the world. Go into the world. Let nobody say, I don't know where to go. Now you know where you can go. You know you can go into geographical world. You can go into the social world. You can go into the religion world. Let nobody say, I don't know where to go. Let nobody say, I don't know what to do. You are to manifest righteousness. Bow your heads as we pray.